Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Really interesting um, conversation that I want to talk to you about today that I came across very recently. And it is a proposal that perhaps it's time to consider using wood to build houses in South Africa. It's a thought, and I thought, hmm, I wonder what the ups and the downs are for doing that. Dr. Philip Crawford is at the Department of Forest and Wood Sciences Faculty of Agri-Science at Stellenbosch University. He's one of the people that conducted the study. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you. It's nice to be with you. So why would we want to move away from um, all the other building materials and move to wood? Um, I think the biggest one would be um, global warming potential, sustainability, renewability, looking forward, how would the next 50 or 100 years um, be in our country if we continue with only one, um, say, industry? and not looking at uh, carbon-friendly alternatives. Mm. I mean, I, I was actually quite shocked at um, the numbers that uh, what we are using at the moment, the the carbon emission is, is quite high. And if we moved to wood, we would cut that quite significantly. Yes. The analysis showed that we can um, reduce that by up to 50% mm. if we would focus on you and implementing wood in the residential markets. So what what are the the other ups of of going into wood? You know, one what I would have imagined that we don't have enough wood to, to go around and you're saying actually not. We have quite enough wood um to to in fact kick us off with quite a number of houses immediately. Yes, if we would swap some of our say current users for um, some of the resources that we export um, as, as chips. Um, but of course, that demand should justify it. Um, the, the guys exporting currently, they're also doing good to the economy. And um, But the, the resource of the potential for afforestation, planting new trees, um, that's actually where the, the value would, would lie. Let's talk about the economy. We don't really know at the moment, you know, what uh, what it would mean to the economy. Would we? Do we? Um, no, we do know that the forest industry um, contributes, I think, more than 20% to the agricultural GDP of the country, so it's quite huge. And the forestry industry only uh, has, I think, a footprint of 1.2% of the surface area of the country, so it doesn't use that much land, but it, it contributes significantly. Would we have to then increase that if we were to consider this as, as a long-term plan? A very small percentage percentage of increase. We would currently we have around 1.2 million hectares, and if we want to do all residential wood-based housing, we would have to increase um, an, another 100 or 200,000 hectares of wood. I mean, I don't know whether this is something that has been put forward to government or the relevant stakeholders. Is is there an appetite for this kind of move? Um, I believe so. We we see more and more interest from the architects, definitely, and uh, in, even engineers. And we have been working, we've been involved with Sommeling SA in Forest South Africa and engaging with government, um, DTIC, and starting also with the other departments now. But it's it's quite new um, um, ventures, this. Mm. And, and let's just talk about what 
could be the challenges? I mean, we, we speak a lot about fires in this country. That happens quite rapidly. Is it something to, to worry about or do we have technology that actually will not have to have us worry about that? Yes, we will have to follow um, South African building standards for timber frame building. And then we will build the same type of quality houses that we see in other countries in um, Australia and Scandinavia and Americas. So it's it's um, it's definitely accounted for, um, but it will have to be following the codes and um, to make it fire safe as well. For, for South Africa's ecosystem, I mean, do we have the kind of creepy crawlies? I'm going to be very simplistic in my language that that would pose a challenge for for wood based type of building. Termites um, and stuff, termites and that not, kind of thing. Oh, oh, in terms of the, yes, it's um, it's required legally actually to treat our wood. Certain areas of the country we have to use treated wood for structural purposes. And it's more than 25 years that, that this has been in place and it's a very, very effective way. And there's also more and more products on the market, eco-friendly um, even um, solutions in treating um, wood like your sodium borax and and these type of natural salts um to prevent um, infestation i mean one one and one expects you to to be for this because you're in forestry and this is sort of your daily bread but what do you think that we we would be ready to embark on this immediately um yes i mean baby steps um as it be because um, this thing, I'm, I'm not, um, um, uh, what do you call it, under any illusion that it, it won't happen overnight, but at least to start moving in the right direction would be, I think, the benefits would be for um, the, whole, the whole nation, yeah. And, and equally for, for people in farming, am I right? Yes, um, especially if, you, if you're a tree farmer as well, if that can be part of your business, mm. that will be benefit you as well, yes. What type of wood would this be? Um, you know, do we have the specific type of wood that would be ideal for South African home building? Yes, um, like I said, we've got quite a well-established forest industry and um, they've done a lot of research in site species matching over the last 50 plus years. Um, and a lot, most species would be pines or eucalyptus that's breeded these days specifically for certain areas to be um, yeah, um, non-invasive in the sense that you can control the, the spread of the, um, the, the plants as well. Well, thank you very much for that. It's really an interesting study. Where can we get hold of it, Dr. Crawford? How can we, we make it available to, to the public? Um, I can share the link with you. That would be fantastic. Or people can go on to the South African Journal of Science. They can just look for the South African lock resource availability and potential environmental impact of timber construction. Thanks very much, Dr. Philip Crawford. He is a Department of Forest and Wood Sciences Faculty of AgriScience at Stellenbosch University, just uh, giving us uh, his thoughts on what can be sustainable at the moment because um, South Africa is, 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 you know, carbon emissions in the building industry is quite high. And they're saying if we were to move to building or using wood, we would increase carbon emissions in that industry by 30%. I mean, that's quite massive. Um, and so it is definitely something to consider. And uh, this is something that they're proposing the country could embark on. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. 
Uh, good afternoon. This is Luzman Kunstown. Um, I wanted to know whether cutting down trees will not hurt our efforts to fight global warming. Unless you are going to plant loads and loads of trees. Uh, number two, how long does it last uh, compared to brick houses? Uh, the wooden structures, how long can they stay uh, usable? Thanks a lot. I'm in conversation with Dr. Philip Crawford, who's uh, from the Department of Forest and Wood Sciences at the Faculty of Agri-Sciences at Stellenbosch University. And they've proposed that we go moving slightly to the direction of using wood as opposed to uh, cement and brick um, in building homes in this country because there is a study that shows that if we did that, we would at least decrease our carbon emissions in that sector by 30%. So a question has just come through, uh, Dr. Crawford, that um, are we... are we actually going to decrease the impact of carbon emission by cutting down trees? That was my first reaction, but you're saying not. Yes, yeah, we will decrease it definitely. So as a tree grows, it ups, absorbs CO2 it, and it produces, uh, um, it stores carbon. You actually and use the wood without burning it, you lock and you store that carbon. So it's a carbon sink in, in, um, in that effect. So it's very good for the environment. And at the same time, when you cut down the tree in the forestry industry, you have to plant or replant a new seedling. So there's a continuous supply and the next, um, the process starts again. So it's like giving lungs, extra lungs to the, to the environment. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the durability, mm. yes, if you will, yes. Longevity of of um, timber frame and um, CLT or other engineered systems, if you build in the right method, it's very sustainable and durable. Um, there are certain um, churches that's older than 1,000 years that's solely built from wood wow. that still exist. Wow. So you need to know how, but that's why I would follow the right um, standards and, and design. Would we have to upskill people in the construction industry quite a bit to get this going? Um, probably, but at the same time, we do have a very big um, a roof truss industry, which is not, probably 90% um, uh, wood-based in, in the residential market in this country. And the roofs are also quite a complex thing. So our carpenters would probably um, um, be well able to do walling systems as well. Would that, though, um, I mean, is it a transferable skill, easily transferable from those who are bricklayers, for instance, and so on? Would we be able to move those jobs to this uh, type of way of of, of building? That's a good question. I'm I'm not entirely sure of that. But what I do need to be um, exercised. And um, so this as I see it, would add, um, say, new projects mm. and not necessarily take away or the one or the other. Mm. I, I think I, I may have asked you this question in a different kind of way, but in terms of the industry itself, I mean, what, what, is, what are the sentiments on the ground about this kind of proposal? Um, 
Um, sorry, that was just a breaking in the in the signal. Can my, you repeat that again? My, my question was for, for people on the ground in the industry. Is there enthusiasm? And I, mean, I know for environmentalists, this is quite great news. But for for people in the sector, how how are they receiving this kind of proposal? Um, no, I think they're quite um, quite excited about it. We get very good collaboration from a lot of architects and more and more um, departments from government and universities and industry. So I think there's a, there's a, a, a good uh, movement and excitement, definitely. Yeah. What about the cost element? Would this be cheaper? Um, like I say, it depends on the type of wood system that you opt for. If you do timber frame or um, uh, uh, re-engineered um, type of panels, which is cross-laminated timber systems, that's more for, for multi-stories. Um, and then, of course, your cladding that you specify, your insulation types. In most cases, um, in the country, we do the de- um, timber developments at cost comparative rates. So I believe we there will be a business case even more so as the economy of scales come into play. I, I may be asking a really silly question, but w- would it be faster to put up a, <laughs> this kind of a home as opposed to bricklaying? That's definitely one of the uh, big benefits um, of, um, say, modular construction and uh, even factory based um, components or elements. And so you can also um, eliminate a lot of waste in your process and work in a nicer environment. Mm. Dr. Crawford, there's another voice note. In fact, there are quite a few of them. Let's just take maybe two before we go to the headlines. Hello, uh, Pumelo and the listeners. Um, I actually want to find out has another alternative like hemp been considered um, outside of wood because i've seen in my research that it has been used in uh, certain countries uh, as an alternative to to to, to build with has uh, south africa looked into that thank you good day to you all it's me francois here from seaview durban i've listened now to what the, to what dr crawford has said about building houses um, here in South Africa, yeah, in a way it's a good thing, in a way not. Because building wooden houses in South Africa, you need to net, you need to have the, the right tools and also you need to treat your house at least once a year. That's going to be costly too. And regarding the um, um, tree plantations, there's a lot of plantations along the R102 from Kicking love up to Impongeni. Beautiful plantations too. God bless you. All right. Um, Dr. Crawford, the, the treatment of these homes, the requirement that they, they would need to be treated each year, is that would that have to be standard? Um, if you go for wood cladding, a wood exterior facade, it will probably have to be treated regularly, especially the first few years of your of your timbers cladding. But there's also other options in um, other countries They use vinyl type of cladding or a fiber cement type of cladding or a, a small brick veneer cladding. So then a smaller percentage of the house mm. requires that type of materials. Your core and your, the majority is a timber structure. But they would still need to be treated quite regularly, once a year sort of. Yes, if you go for wood cladding, which uh, prob- you, you don't see wood cladding that much in uh, mainstream developments, residential developments, um, but it's very good to treat it if you don't want to look for the, that silky, weathery grey, um, because otherwise it, it will turn um, silky grey. Um, the UV will just 
this color, the um, the wood. Yes. In fact, I was going to ask you: is is it just for aesthetics? Um, it depends. Some people like to add untreated wood. Uh, not untreated. Certain areas you have to use um, treated wood, but then you leave it. You don't do maintenance on it, and then it becomes silky gray. Some people specify. Some architects specify that even if you do. Um, say some decking uh, boardwalks, they like to to leave it untreated and it becomes this thing. But like I say, there's different options. Uh, four or five options I can think of that you can treat your house with. Um, so it will look similar even to brick and mortar on the outside. So so maybe the question is, if you didn't treat it and you were not looking for a nice glossy feel and look, it still doesn't pose a danger to the home and and people living in the house. No, it wouldn't. But then you you need to start with um, pressure treated wood from yeah initially. Okay, and then hemp. That's an interesting question. Yes, some of my colleagues at the university and engineering faculty have started to look at it as well, to also to create lighter and type of concrete for foundations and other um, uses. And of course, it's been there. Of, um, originally for hundreds of years they're using it for insulation mm. even in timber frame structures they would use hemp and these type of materials and combine it with mud and other um, um, cow dung for insulation yes all right let's take a quick break before we go to i think we've got a couple of other uh, voice notes coming through doctor um Francois, so, okay, I mean, I think the one question was, it wasn't a question, just a comment on the fact that there are enough plantations around around the R102 that I think could serve as our resource for, for going this route. All right, 1.30, let me just co- uh, go straight to the headlines before we come back with uh, Dr. Philip Crawford. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Uh, good afternoon, Pimelo, and uh, your guest in studio. Um, I was just wondering uh, if maybe your guest can just share some light in terms of which maybe areas around South Africa would be ideal for such houses because I was under the impression that most areas are already moving away from thatch roofing and so on because of uh, you know the fire element and also uh, how would this fare in terms of the insurance covers you know, will the market be a bit friendly for them or do we expect these houses to be more expensive insurance-wise compared to the normal brick houses we mostly have? Thank you. Bye. Good afternoon to you, Pimelo. I hope you're well. Good afternoon to the listeners. Please ask your guest, what's his take on the carbon emission levels that was illegally doubled during hard lockdown from 500 ml per cubic meter to 1000 ml per cubic meter, which is way above the international recommended standards and without any public input or participation. What's his take on that? Thank you so much from chapter two. All right, so <laughs> that question from Chapter 2, I don't know if you can respond to that. I'm going to leave it to you, Dr. Crawford. Maybe maybe you want to have a shot at that. Um, yes, I must say, um, I know there's benefits of using um, carbon neutral or carbon negative um, uh, materials. And the, the, the thing is, if you move towards this type of um, development, or industry for residential development, the outflow will be automatic. Your carbon emissions will decline. 
Um, it's quite, I think, a very, very difficult job to keep your carbon emissions low if you continue with, with um, normal business as normal, using your, um, um, say, um, coal energy um, uh, resource, building only cement and steel. It's all carbon um, emitters. So to have more um, carbon-friendly uh, materials in the, in the future would have a lot of uh, potential of spin-offs and would help to fight this thing. But we need a lot of energy um, alternatives as well to help us out. We are, though, a water-scarce country. How would this affect our, our, our water scarcity? Um, yeah, so like I said, the, the, the forestry area is only 1.2% of the country. So it's area that is earmarked, um, according to a lot of people, that's best suited for this type of, say, agriculture, because agriculture is very important for our country and forestry is farming with trees. So it's part of the sector. And it only uses, I think, less than 4% of the um, agricultural demand. So it doesn't use a lot of water because we don't do irrigation of the trees, etc. And it's, it's, we are not allowed to plant uh, near to river areas. So it's, it's very friendly in that sense. Okay. Another question was, what about the insurance element? Is it likely to be very expensive to insure a home that's built out of wood? Um, no. If you follow standard, South African national standards for timber frame construction, then you will get your, um, your loan at the bank. But I would also recommend to have the right um, the builder or contractor. There are quite a few in South Africa that can build very good um, homes. Just make sure it's built according to the standards and you use your fire-rated boards inside. You don't have to go for a thatch roof. You can choose any type of roof and um, you'll get your fire rating easily. Let's take a quick call from Bashir, who's calling us from Durban, Dr. Crawford. Hi, Bashir. Hi, Madam Tumel. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for calling. What's your question? My question is, uh, just want to ask the first question, it goes to the Department of Police and the Home Affairs, actually. Uh, I'm wondering why it's like when the police are doing their job, it's too much corruption. This question is coming from when give them the job to say maybe go outside and do your job like just to, to to locate the area you find that maybe on front of that they're catching like foreigners or maybe people who are doing maybe drugs actually on top of that or maybe driving cars recklessly you find that on top of that they can arrest those people but unfortunately they are going outside by the robot where there's no camera they're kicking these people to say maybe they must pay 500, 200,000 on top of each person. And I'm wondering this money where is going to, or maybe it's from their officers in the offices who send them to say you must go outside and do the job, the money for maybe for roughness. I don't understand. Another thing is, if a person is going maybe to abroad by the borders, we find it's the same situation is happening on top of the police, actually. Now I understand. Is that the kind of their job or they're just doing on there themselves to say, we need to do this because it's what is happening on our own site? That's the question which I wanted to ask. But this question is supposed to go to maybe this lady, the one who left around 1 o'clock. I just come by late because I was on the way to that now. Uh, 
uh, is it the Sakina? It was going to Sakina, I'm sure. Now I don't know if you can go through with it. That's mm. my question, which I tend to raise now. No, Bashir. I, I, we can't. I don't. This guest cannot help you. I mean, we we're discussing homes. Um, we're discussing homes that are going to be built uh, using wood, and that's a proposal on the table. I, I'm not sure if you want to make the connection. I just don't. I don't see how that can can be resolved. You know, your question can be resolved by by this conversation. All right. Okay. Thank All you. Right. All right, Bashir. So, uh, uh, Dr. Crawford, the question around, do we know where it would be ideal to build these homes in this country? Um, I would say um, anywhere that it's required because you can you can design for climate. Um, depending on where you put your house, you will use a different um, insulation or roof orientation or glazing or whatever. So it can it can be in any area of the country. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with you, Dr. Crawford, who we are discussing um, the proposal of using wood as opposed to brick and mortar uh, for building homes in South Africa. Apparently, they are likely to bring our carbon emission down by 30 percent. That's a proposal on the table. What are your thoughts on this? 0891-104-207. Or you can send us a WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Thank you so much for staying with us. Dr. Crawford is talking to us about the proposal on the table about using moving towards using wood as opposed to bricks and cement and um, and steel for our building uh, sector. So that apparently may just uh, cut our carbon emissions by thirty percent. Um, Dr. Crawford, just let's talk about the the job opportunities. Do we know how how they fare on this in this type of move? Um, yes, currently the forestry industry um, employ quite a lot of people in the region of 170, 190,000 people along the value chain. So if we would extend the resource and expand it um, ever so slightly, that would mean more people getting involved um, in this in this um, chain, planting trees, tending to trees, um, in nurseries, Contractors, manufacturers, and new artisans hopefully also coming into play. Um, and like I said, the vision that I see or how I see it for the country is not taking away jobs from people being involved in the cement industry because we need infrastructure, we need roads, we need, um, say, even new um, train um, 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 lines and systems. So we will need all those expertise in the future. And But we can perhaps focus and expand the residential industry in, in this way. As, as I asked you earlier, I mean, you are saying that if we really had the will, we could immediately take this on and, and go steam ahead. Um, would it be would it be housing department that would that would have to be the custodians of this kind of project or would it be the forestry industry? Uh, it would definitely be a combination of both. You will have to, to see good um, blueprints and good um, projects with good designs on the table. And then you will have to consult with the sawmills and they will pr- they will have to supply the right uh, materials um, required. So, you you know, one of the things that I was asking you about in terms of farming of, of wood and, and whether when it comes to using water, if it's going to be a problem, your response was no. But in terms of on-site and actually while the building takes place, is it something that needs a lot of water? 
Uh, no, you don't need like um, a concrete or cement. Mm. You don't need uh, water on site. Um, but of course, a lot of these homes, um, and especially going multi-story, would would um, require still a, a concrete foundation. Okay. So again, you won't take away that jobs. You will just have, you'll work together more and more and more. For people who have asthmas and those kind of ailments, um, is this something that would still work for for those communities? Yes, um, depending on the design system you choose. Um, I mean, lock. If you do a lock cabin, for example, I think it's one of the healthiest um, building systems that you can live in or structures. But yeah, there's there's benefits depend on on what systems you use and choose, and um, yeah. Let's take those calls. I said I'll take your calls on 0891-104207. And I'm also going to be taking your WhatsApps on 0614-104107. Here's a voice note, Dr. Crawford. Hi, ma'am. Uh, uh, I'm still waiting, we're still waiting for the answer on the usage of hemp. And um, the, as, a, as a customer, I'm, I'm going to rely heavily on the contract that that registered contractor to build that wooded, that wooded house for me and then uh, only years later i found out they did crap so uh, how am i going to protect it i'm um, going to make sure that uh, um you know it's, unfortunately it's, it's it's in south africa uh, that people are not going to be uh, 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 be uh, messed up financially uh, from people building crap houses pimelo um Using wood for housing is is good in in terms of perhaps the carbon emissions, but um, planting more invasive alien trees uh, in our areas where the water flows in our grasslands and in our forested areas is not good. We're a water scarce country, so we don't want to encourage more plantations because that's what's needed. Thank you. All right, so Dr. Crawford, I think the, the, the listener wasn't uh, able to hear what you were saying around hemp. You did address it, but maybe for his benefit, just uh, go back to that hemp question. Yes, what I said, I know some of the colleagues at the engineering faculty at Sambosh University are started, starting to do some research on hemp and to combine that with cement um, to make it, say, more eco-friendly and, and perhaps lighter in, in mass or density, etc., but I know traditionally and even today, um, hemp has properties which will make it a good insulation material. Mm. So I believe there's a great potential to, to, to use it more and more for eco-insulation uh, purposes in, in the building industry. I mean, the question around corruption, that happens either, you know, that happens all around. Uh, th- there is no guarantee that there won't be corrupt people. People are still corrupt even building brick houses. Unfortunately. Um, but I would definitely um, recommend or to um, advise to use um, reputable, um, say, um, contractors, people that's registered with NHPRC or ITC, the Institute for Timber Construction, etc. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, um, if they are registered with NHPRC, then you also have that uh, guarantees or at least for the, few, the first few years, um, uh, that insurance as well. All right. Vincent is calling from Zanin. Hello, Vincent. Hi, Pamela. Hi. Um, uh, um, I, I, I think there is a very good uh, alignment of the existing houses mm. with the kind of finishings you get out of wood. Mm. 
mm-hmm. where maybe our starting point is to, to, to decorate our homes and make up our homes internally using wood and, 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 and getting the benefit of the looks and the finishes out of that as a starting point. And then as we continue to know how wood works, maybe we'll then later move completely into wood from from the bricks. Because if you ask me, Onyako uh, and then you're asking me to use wood, jeez, I, I, I don't know if wood build a house. I know bricks build a house. So I need to start changing my mindset first mm. and have confidence that if someone comes and hammer my house, they don't harm and move on. All right, Vincent Vincent needs to adjust, you know. Vincent needs to adjust mentally and everything else uh, before he even believes that it's possible. But, I mean, like everything new, uh, South Africans, uh, you know, like everything new, uh, there, there needs to be a, an attitude change. Let's just take a quick break, Dr. Crawford, and then we'll continue with the calls and voice notes in a short while. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Hello, ma'am. My name is Johan. I'm a structural engineer by profession. Uh, Well, I don't see that kind of a method works in South Africa because under the calculations of everything, that has to the states to look after first before it's a crime. It's gonna be a very high crime perspectively. from South Africa in terms of uh, to build their houses in that in that format. Now it's for me it's it's not going to work because for the security and safety it's we're living under the Nyaupen Uunga country. Now it's not going to work. But thank you for him to you know find out and make a proposal. It concerns me that there are people who are there to work. But according to me, crime scene, nah, it's not going to work for me. Hi, Pamela. Uh, look, I, I believe houses built from wood are good. Uh, I went intensely researching on a cordwood home. It's a very nice type of house. But nevertheless, why are they going for houses made of wood whereby you will still have to plant and harvest the trees and there's uh, earth bag homes which are built from sand and clay it's, it's 30% clay 70% sand and communities can actually be taught and build these houses themselves there's a there's a community in the western cape somewhere that is uh, uh, living in such houses why, why, why are they not uh, 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 going for FBEG homes? All right. Um, let's start with the question around crime. Um, does that make sense to you at all, um, Dr. Crawford? The, the, the concerns around crime? Um, I would probably say um, it depends, again, what you build. If you build in a certain system, um, it might expose you. Um, but if you do it according to the standards, you will have a very durable and a safe structure. And if you use engineered panels, you will have even more so um, durable and a very um, resilient uh, structure. But 
I mean, glass is glass. So if you're scared of something like uh, bullets, unfortunately, glass will not stop that. Um, but I hope that, yes, my dream would be that people won't be scared in the future to live in their own homes and be feel they are protected by the bricks. But I know it's a reality in a lot of areas. Yeah. And then the proposal saying that why don't we then move towards something that has already been proven to work here, earth-based type homes? Um, yeah, I must say I would like to see the research on that and to see where the sand comes from because I know sand is also a, a scarce commodity. Yeah. Sometimes they, they transport sands for very a lot of kilometers mm. to produce your tiles and your sand for building. So uh, it's it's not an easy answer, um, but I focused on a renewable resource like trees because I know the benefits and I understand it better. But certain areas that is say that has abundant sand and mud, etc. Why not use it um, if it's safe and it's if it's constructed in the right way? Um, I think it can also be definitely be green. Yeah. Dr. Crawford, there was a that uh, voice note that had come through earlier from the lady who was talking about, um, I think she was not quite keen on it. I just want to play it back for you again so that you can respond to it. Pimelo, um, using wood for housing is, is good in, in terms of perhaps the carbon emissions, but um, planting more invasive alien trees uh, in our areas where the water flows, in our grasslands and in our forested areas, it's not good. We're a water scarce country, so we don't want to encourage more plantations because that's what's needed. Thank you. Your response to that? Yes, uh, that was definitely a, a, a big focus of our research paper. If she can go and read the paper, she'll see that we the first step and the starting point will not be to to plant tomorrow. It will be to um, convert some of the current uses of the resource that we have already into building products. So we have a very stable industry for the last 50 or 100 years, um, which, I mean, like I said, uses only 4% um, of the, the agricultural water footprint. It's, a, it's a, a very small amount. And if we need to expand, it will be only the earmarked areas, which is a very, very small additional 100,000 hectares. Um, in the Eastern Cape and a small area in the Western Cape, which was dryland forest area. So it's currently more looks desert-like. So it won't be areas that is sensitive areas and the government or the, in, the environmental um, departments will never allow that to, to happen. So it will be on the selected and the prescribed areas that is. Um, but forestry also protects um, the natural forest of a country because We've got more than 50% of the country covered by natural forests, um, actually um, natural parks. And a lot of it is natural forests as well, which is conserved in a very good manner in this country. There is a question that asks, do we have a sense of how much um, it would cost for at least a, a square meter of a wooden home be? Yeah, it's, it, again, it would depend on the building system. If you go for a standard building system, it might be close to, I don't know, four or uh, five thousand rand. But if you go for a high end, you know, your oak imported um, uh, wooden floors, it can go up to 10,000 rand mm. and more per square meter. Mm -hmm. um, it would all depend on, on your systems and your supply chain, etc.
All right. I've got a call coming through on 891 as well. Let me just uh, take that call. I think it's a question for you, Dr. Crawford. All right. We've lost that call. I'm also going to be taking uh, a few more uh, voice notes as well on 0614-104-107. Let's see what we've got. Uh, uh, the issue about security, people live in tin houses. Uh, uh, yet they're not concerned about security. So, <laughs> Dr. Crawford? Um, yeah, that's true. Um, like I say, it's, it's, it's quite sad that we need to design for security in, in our country. Um, but it's, it's, it's true what he's saying that even in 10 houses, the 10 won't protect you from, um, from uh, say, gunshots or break-ins because it's not sturdy enough. A timber frame house would be much more, much more uh, robust and safe, um, even in fires, etc. Um, due to your fire-rated boards that you will use inside. Um, yeah, but like I say, I hope we can move towards a place where we won't need the house to protect us from from danger. Here is a, 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 I think it's a WhatsApp coming through from Bonga in Katlehong who says, well, in fact, I was looking at technology of using African hardwood from Zambia because of its strength. Um, Africa is filled with great um, wood species. Uh, we do use some of it even in our country to build um, uh, not only decking, but also uh, door frames and doors. Um, so there's a lot of options. In our, our research, we simply focused on the small, um, say, um, uh, a basket of commodity material that we have available, that we had available for the past 50 or 100 years, and to see what can we do with it in a better way. All right. I think that's, I mean, I think we've run almost out of time. I don't think we'll be able to take another call, although it is coming through. Should we take one last voice note? All right. Dr. Crawford, we've certainly run out of time. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. We will tweet the link to the actual paper that you've put together. Dr. Philip Crawford is from the Department of Forest and Wood Sciences, uh, the Faculty of Agri-Sciences at Stellenbosch University. And their proposal is to slowly shift into building using wood material in South Africa rather than what we're currently using, cement and bricks and steel and so on. Because from their study, about 30 percent of uh, carbon emissions would be decreased from doing that and uh, I know most of you were concerned around water I've asked him about that and he's saying well no it's not actually um, a big problem we we are managing that so far and from that uh, from the farming industry they only are res- they're only using four percent of the water as as people who are farming um, trees so it's it's not going to be too much of a demand from from water perspective and in terms of building they they certainly use far less water than cement, for instance, on the ground. So you look, have 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 a look and you make up your mind. Two o'clock, let's go to Utsila Saku for the latest in SABC News.